I want to welcome you guys to Our Bop, Our Bop. This is Riddick's Book of Philosophy. My name's Philip Riddick, and this is where I talk about what I want to talk about the way I want to talk about it. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, family, and loved ones to come in and enjoy my whimsical way of saying things, doing things, and thinking about things. Please hold for a very important message. Hey, everybody. Sooner or later, you're going to have to travel. You're going to have to take a plane, a hotel, or rent a car or something, either because you want to go on a vacation, something that you were waiting for or really wanted to do, or sometimes we have some unfortunate circumstances in our families where we have to travel involuntarily. Either way or the other, if you need to travel, you want to save some money. I am an independent TSA travel savings ambassador for iBoomerang. And I can save you 30 to 70% on your travel. If you send me your first and last name to the following email address, dcboomgetaways at gmail.com. Once again, dcboom, B-U-U-M, getaways at gmail.com. I can send you an absolutely free website, yours personally, that you can use whenever you want, and it will save you money. It can save your money whenever you are going away. You might be going away now. You might be going away in the future. This website is yours forever. So once again, if you want to save money traveling 30 to 70%, shoot your first and last name to me at dcboom, B-U-U-M, getaways at gmail.com. Welcome to our box. <laughs> My name's Phil, and this is where I talk about what I want to talk about the way I want to talk about it. I'm the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> so I'm not going to beat around the bush on this, guys. I have a fantastic guest for you. All right. Uh, her name is Lori Rogers. He is a TV personality regular on Fox 5 DC and WJLA ABC 7 in DC. All right. She's also an accomplished author. All right. She has a cookbook called Calabama Cooking, Classics and Contemporary Comfort Food. She is a licensed certified public accountant, a CPA. And on top of that, she also has a podcast. It's called Calabama, Calabama Talking. And I believe she does that with her mother. Put your hands together for Lori Rogers. Come on, folks. Here she comes. Hey, Lori. Hey, Phil, how you doing? I'm so excited. I'm so glad to have you here because Thank you're you. so bubbly. You've always been bubbly and energetic, and I love it. I can't turn it off. It's natural. I know. Never change. Please, never, ever change. That's awesome. Thank now, you oh, please, oh, anytime. You can come here whenever you want. <laughs> whenever you would like to. Now. We're just going to cut to the chase and start getting into these questions, all right? Okay, I'm ready. Um, everybody knows that her name's uh, Lori Rogers, Chef Lorius. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? What makes Lori Lori? Oh, goodness. I'm a, okay, it's kind of all in the name Calabama. 
I'm a California girl, born and raised. I'm from Sacramento, California. Most people are from LA. That's a different state than California. Um, oh. <laughs> if you're from Northern California, you know what I mean. No, but I'm from Sacramento. I grew up in the capital city. Um, just loved it. My family hails from Alabama, parts of um, down in the Boykin area and uh, Mobile, Pritchard, all those areas. My family, both oh. sides are from Alabama. It was kind of cool. My parents are, grew up about probably less than 10 miles away from each other, but they met and married in California. Nice. So, but it's really cool because both sides of my family are from there. So when I grew up in California, we had a lot of influences from people that my parents knew from Alabama. And so it kind of created this little interesting mix up that I named my husband named Calabama because I do some things that are very California. And then all of a sudden I'll do something so country and he'll look and say, you, I thought you were from California. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> that was real country. So that's kind of me. I'm a California girl, but I got a whole lot of Alabama in me. A whole lot of Bama in there. A lot of Bama in there. <laughs> okay, now this is going to elude to what we're going to talk about, but not right now. Family, what do you got? Spouse, kids, pets, what? What do you have? I don't do animals. I have a husband, and I have three wonderful children. And there's a reason I don't do animals. You know what well, what's that? Because they never get potty trained. Everybody <laughs> in the house, <laughs> when you have kids... There comes a point, you know what? I don't have to wipe anybody's butt anymore. The only right. reason I have to wipe a butt means somebody's really sick, really sick. And that's or drunk as hell. <laughs> no, that's on, I'm not wiping that. That's on you. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> so I don't do pets for that. And also my daughter's allergic to dogs, but I have three wonderful children. My oldest son is, I hate to say this, about to be 26 in a couple of wow. weeks. Wow. I know he's a December baby. I can't believe he's going to be 26. And I look, I'm like, girl, you look good to have a 26 year old. I know, you anyway, look like you're 26. <laughs> I need to look like I'm 47. <laughs> but uh, my baby's, my oldest son's going to be 26. My daughter is 12 and a half, and mm. my little boy is eight. So two boys and a girl. Nice. And wonderful. My husband is my best friend. We were friends before we married. So we're just, we're friends, we're business partners. He's also, I, I don't want to say he's my punching bag because I try not to punch, but I discover I get a little snippy sometimes and he's he's my patience person. He's the one who just looks at me, babe. <laughs> so without him, back. I couldn't. He brings just me back. centers you, brings you back. Him, him, and, <laughs> my, awesome. him and my mama. My mama, as you're right, my mom does my podcast with me, Mama BJ, and she mm. lives nearby as well. So they keep me grounded. They try not to let my celebrity get to my head. Well, that's good. You got that, nu you know, that nucleus. That's awesome. That's you awesome. You know, yeah. So now, what do you do? For, now, we already talked about the CPA thing, but what yeah. do you do for a living specifically, you know, your current job? Your, the real people job. The real people job. The one that, that pays for all this. Pays for all this. <laughs> um, I'm still a, a practicing CPA. But I okay. have my own practice. I do. I work as a consultant. So I don't have like a nine to five. I don't go into an office every day. I primarily have one major client now that I work with. At, since we're here in D.C., there's lots of nonprofits and things around. So it's a really mm -hmm. nice nonprofit that I work with in D.C. And I work as their primary financial officer. So um, the nice. good part is even before COVID, it's a work from home job. Um, I only have to go in, generally I would go on once a week, you know, when right. COVID wasn't here, just to make sure things are happening um, as they should. But it's actually yeah. really cool. It lets me kind of keep current on my accounting skills because I actually do love being an accountant. But because mm. I work from home and I'm flexible, I can also be Chef Laureus, which yes. means videoing all times a day, <laughs> you know, doing podcasts yeah. in the middle of the day, you know. <laughs> exactly. And a lot, you know, some of us do a lot of stuff from home. 
Uh, uh, real yeah. quick from the chat, we got uh, Madwood Barbecue. What's going on? Uh, Kenneth Cunningham, I don't know if you know him. He said Kyle Alabama. Oh, uh, Amber hey. Mitchell. Okay. Uh, Alton Lorenzo Matthews. That's uh, Dogfather from Dogfather Barbecue. Uh, oh, everyone saying, hey, how you doing? And blah, blah, blah. I don't want to miss the people in the chat. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. I think you can see the chat as well. Yeah, I just pulled it up. I put my there you go. I'm trying to be with the times and everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Now let's 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 uh, slide into your social media because you kind of do a lot. Let's talk about your social media. What do you got? YouTube, Facebook, podcast, your book. Come on, this is your time and to shine. Instagram. Lay it out okay. there. I got everything. <laughs> Actually, you know, YouTube is my primary thing now. Oh, kind of a toss up between YouTube and Facebook. Facebook took off for me before YouTube did, but now YouTube is past Facebook. So okay. um, I do about three to four videos a week. Okay. on youtube and it's all you know it's funny I'll, we'll talk about that too but you know this from doing cooking videos you have your chefery skills i call them the fun stuff you <laughs> love to make you know right. and you make this like oh this is so cool nobody watches it people want to know how to fry chicken how to make mashed potatoes and cornbread <laughs> so my channel really focuses on the kind of stuff you can actually cook at home which is a lot of fun and i love chatting with it on facebook i usually cook live every thursday night at 8 15 and i say usually because we're kind of in the process of doing a little bit of rebranding um, and kind of figuring out, you know, I've been doing the Facebook lives on Thursday nights seriously for about th two and a half to three years now. Okay. And it's really good. I love it because I feed off of the energy of people. So I love cooking live. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love doing videos is fun, but um, I love doing live stuff because I like to actually interact with people. I love when they're asking me questions and we're talking back and forth. So for me, social media is fun. I also do Instagram. Instagram it's a little bit harder and i i honestly feel you tell me what you think i think it's generational because <laughs> i just instagram i can't think of enough stuff to take pictures of to, so, to now, so, I, let me i'm gonna jump back to what you said about the live cooking all right real okay. quick and then we're gonna we'll get back to this i agree with you i love the live cook as well but yes. a couple things about a live is one you got to have your mm -mm together Absolutely. Because you can't be looking like a jack wagon because you can't nope. cover up mistakes when you're live. Nope. But you what I like about it, happen. exactly, you got to have your stuff laid out and you need to be able to time it, mm -hmm. but you need to know how to cook. <laughs> you can't hide it yes. when you it's can't. a lot. You can't. you can't hide That's it. That's the thing. And you know, a right. lot of these cooking personalities, these people cannot cook. I'm, I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to down whoever y'all like. Enjoy them, baby. Do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying yeah. to tell you, these people cannot cook. And I can tell because when I go on stations, I, I'm telling I can't tell you how many times I've heard from a radio station, oh, you can really cook. What are you talking about? And then I realize these people can't cook. Really? They, they put stuff together and they know how to go like this and blah, blah, blah. But like to really cook, they yeah. don't cook. But because I like cooking, I actually sometimes like, okay, I'm going to word this carefully. Right. I sometimes like it when something doesn't go perfectly when you're cooking it live. Yep. Not always, I don't like disasters, but when something doesn't happen perfectly, I, what I actually like about it is it really makes you more relatable. And I want mm -hmm. people to feel encouraged to really try to, to do more, to learn to cook. So I want you to see me mess up and see yep. that I didn't fall apart, but this is how I fixed it. See, also along with that is, if you can recover and still do the, that, they know what to do if something goes wrong. They know how to fix it. That proves that you can actually cook. All right. The other thing, perfect. It's not. It's not realistic. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Oh, you like can fix that. a lot in the edit. You can fix a <laughs> lot in the <laughs> in the edit. Uh, another thing I like about live cooking, and this is about you. I just want to throw this out: is there's no editing. Yeah. You know. You get what you get. You turn you off the camera. Get. It either worked out or it didn't work out, and the video's done. I love yeah. that. 
I like you talking about Instagram. Instagram. So Instagram is tougher for me. I love Instagram. I like being on it and I like looking at things and I like reading mm. and seeing everybody's story. And then I'm like, whenever I look at stories, I'm like, I don't have anything that's interesting to share. And then I stop and think about it. I'm like, really, what they're sharing is not that interesting either. So I just figure I got to just put it out there. And it's not that it's uninteresting. It's just what's happening. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's generational. I do. The millennials love Instagram and I'm trying. I'm trying y'all. Don't hang up on me. I'm trying. <laughs> I use my Instagram because I don't take a lot of pictures. What I'll do is I'll do short snippets while I'm doing a YouTube video or if I'm out back cooking or smoking. All right, guys, this is the prep. This is coming soon. Might take a minute, and then that's it. And then after I yeah. get it on the smoker, hey, guys, been in for an hour. This is how I'm spritzing. So I kind of yeah. take them along with the story, but okay. I don't just take pictures. They'll look at this one. I wonder how he did on the next step. I wonder how he did on the next step, that type. Yeah. yeah. And then that it all builds sense. up to doing a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, podcast and cookbook. Come on, give it to them. Well, the podcast is, I think, one of the – it's. It's a lot of fun. We just wrapped up our first season. Um, my okay. mom and I started it. Think about it. What's, I'm going to tell you what's fun about the podcast. First of all, if you couldn't tell, I'm not much of a wallflower. And I'm not very quiet. So my mom is the same way. I get it from her. And she always has something to say. She's 73 mm-hmm. now. So she's at that spot in life where she believes she should get to say whatever she wants to say. And can I'm, she I'm, can't. And I'm hard-pressed <laughs> to disagree with her. You get to 73, you, got, you, you don't earn the right to say what you want to say. And yeah. she and I have, my whole life, my mother and I have talked about pretty much everything. And so mm-hmm. the podcast was actually a natural extension of that. We don't, um, it almost doesn't feel like we're doing, like we're working because it's literally the way we have a conversation. We yeah. just decided to put the cameras and lights on. There you know, go. that's the only difference. So it's a lot of fun though. And I find out things about her that I didn't know. There's something she told me <laughs> when we were recording, she said something and I was like, what? What? You know, <laughs> who are who are you? <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot of fun. So we're doing, we just finished season one. We're probably going to mm. do a wrap up episode for the end of the year just to say, you know, bye, see you in the spring. And then we're going to come back in the spring and, and hopefully do some more with it, get some more guests. We had a great guest um, this last season, a family member who really knows a lot of, as a uh, minister and everything, really great guy. I love him. A cousin of ours was on and talked about family stuff. And we talked about breaking family traditions. And it was, mm. it was a lot of fun. We just talk about, you know, regular stuff. It's not all about cooking. We talk right. about food, but it's not all about the cooking. It's just me and my mom talking. Yes, that's wonderful. And yeah. last but not least, right over your shoulder, the cookbook. That cookbook was so much fun. I did, you know, I never started out to be a book author. And you know how it is. Once you start doing these things on social media and you get out there, people start mm. asking you for more and more things. And literally, my uh, followers started saying, are you going to do a cookbook? We want a cookbook. We want a cookbook. And I was kind of like, ah, ah, ah. and the requests kept coming. So I was like, okay, I think I need to respond, you know? And so I got into it and it's a lot of work doing a cookbook. Um, mm-hmm. We had, I learned a lot during the process and kind of how we started the road I started down kind of had to go and stop and switch back to another road that was much better in terms of okay. editing and all that. A lot goes into it. But all in all, it was a great process. And it's one of my great, greatest accomplishments. When they sent me the first, um, this, the, the draft, draft. You know, of everything, I literally had tears in my eyes because it just, at, towards the end, it's like anything, you get to the end and you're trying to push it over the line. And it just, I put everything I have into it. And some, a friend of mine read it, was telling me one day, she goes, I read your cookbook and I feel like I know you so much better. And it made me happy because that was the point. I put a lot of personal stories in there. I tell about myself. And if you read yes. the cookbook and the stories, you'll know Lori. 
Nice. I mean, you really, nice. you really will. And the recipes too. So it's, it was a lot of fun. I want to do another one. Um, I haven't, I have inspiration for it, but it's not fully developed. It takes a year to do a cookbook. So you kind of ah. have to like, everybody, at first I thought it, I could do it in three months. It takes a year. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want it to look self-published. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. uh, see, I'm really interested in that. So I might be talking to you offline like, hey, you know, can you kind of point yeah. me in the right direction? I might want to, you know, do something like that. I would uh, love to. One of it. these days. Who knows? It's good. Just know? know it's going to take time. Don't try okay. to rush it. It will take a year to do it right. Nice. Well, I spent so much time over there. <laughs> I got time to sit down and, and you know, Absolutely. crank one out. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now. I got to get the bills paid, so I'm going to do an ad real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll get into those of you watching and listening to the actual subject of this podcast. All of this was introduction. This is so you could get to know Lori. Now we're going to talk to Lori. <laughs> so you guys stand by and let me get the bills paid. I'll be right back. I would like to talk to you about Instacart. What if I told you that you could have local fresh groceries delivered to your front door? You can have multiple deliveries for one small monthly fee. Unlike some other apps or services that want to nickel and dime you all the time. If you don't have that special item that you need to make a special recipe, Instacart in some cases can get that to your house in as fast as one hour. Hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Instacart highlights deals that can help save you money. You can find everything you normally buy and they also suggest things that may be new to you. They pick the freshest produce and also <laughs> keep your eggs safe too. Follow the link in the show notes that lets Instacart know that I sent you. That will not only help the show, but it will also, in this case, give you free delivery on your first, I say again, first order over $35. Instacart, never go out to go grocery shopping again. All right, all right. We're back with Chef Lorius <laughs> and my, myself as well. Myself as well. All right, guys. Now, the reason I asked Lori to come on is because, one, um, her being a mother, an accomplished woman, accomplished spouse, accomplished mother, I wanted to talk to her about motherhood. Yeah. All right, mother. What, uh, what does that take, folks? So, Lori, what is your definition of motherhood, first of all? Uh, motherhood is the most rewarding thing that you will ever do. But I want to clarify something. Motherhood is not just having children. There's a mm. mother heart and a mother spirit that people can have. And a lot of times we inadvertently discount women who don't have children and don't include them as a mother. But the truth is they have mother hearts and uh. mothering, which is nurturing and caring is one mm. of the greatest joys ever, but it is also the, hardest thing you will ever do in your life. I agree. <laughs> I <laughs> but agree. I have to say that because as I've gotten older, I've found, you know, a lot of friends, some friends of mine haven't had children or things. And when you talk about mom, I've noticed this thing. They, it, we kind of start to leave people out mm -hmm. and we don't need to, because there's a, there's honestly a mother heart there that when that women have that gets to be expressed in different ways is even if it isn't just through natural children. Yeah, so. This is true. Cause then you wouldn't have foster parents. You wouldn't have adoption because exactly. if, if a mother only cared about the ones that they birthed, then the rest of them will be kind of right. boop, boop out there. I'm trying not to cut so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mothering is not easy. It's not easy being yeah. a mom. It's, it's, it's hard. It's one of the hardest things I think you'll ever do in life. And the reason I want to talk to you about it is me being a uh, father, four daughters and all that stuff. But I'm, a career soldier and now I still work 
away from home a lot in, in the Middle East. And there's a lot of weight on my wife's shoulders. She does everything, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just kind of wanted to talk to her. I might learn something. I might learn a little something. Oh, something. Lord. <laughs> so what's your major, <laughs> what major obstacles do you have to overcome? Anything funny stories about raising your kids? Anything, uh, any obstacles or any difficulties you had to overcome? I think the, well, you know, being a mom has, it goes through phases. The thing hmm. that's interesting about being a mother is you, what you can't forget in being a mom is you, while you're these children's mother or whatever, whoever's mother influence, you're also a woman. Okay, so there's things that happen to you when you go through life as a woman that you want to address and need to be addressed that sometimes have nothing to do with your kids. So a lot of times it's easy to lose yourself in that and forget, wait, I'm a woman also. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a woman. I don't need to lose my womanhood just because um, I have kids. Doesn't mean there's no time for me. Doesn't mean that I cease to exist. But sometimes figuring out how to do that in a healthy way can be very difficult. Um, yeah. I had my oldest son when I was 21. And in a lot of ways, I feel like he and I grew up together. Um, <laughs> you know, the, okay. I, I say funny stuff. There's a whole lot of things that I just did not understand being a 21 year old mom that when I had my daughter and my son at 34 and 39 years old, it was a mm. lot different. Had that experience. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> different. Yeah. And sometimes I feel bad. I've actually told my oldest son, I am so sorry you did not get this lady <laughs> To be to <laughs> some stuff. That poor kid, I didn't let him get away with anything. I was so young and, mm-hmm. you know, tightened, wound so tightly and thought so everything mattered. And, you know, you keep living a little bit and you start realizing, like, really, that stuff just is not a big deal. It just, yeah. it just does not matter. So that's probably the main thing. And I do remember when he turned, um, when he turned about 15, I started having to tell my age because people didn't believe I was old enough to have a child that, that old. Wow. You yeah. know, and I was kind of happy about it. That's why now I proudly wear these 47 years. You Girl, you look good. You look good. Y'all put, y'all put your hands together for 47 years. <laughs> now, uh, back to something that you said. It's, and folks, y'all that are listening and watching, see, parents, we used to be cool people before kids showed up. Yes. All the cool boys are gone. Yeah, we, had to, we had to turn in a whole lot of chips for you children. I hope y'all appreciate it. I used to be cool, Phil. No, I'm just an all right dad. You know what I'm saying? That's terrible. I was L Boogie. I was L Boogie. What happened to the Boogie? <laughs> Had to trade it in. <laughs> trade it in to look for the glorious. <laughs> there you go. All right. Have you ever, and this is one, being military and seeing how everybody's in everybody's business, the whole, you know, me too and all this nonsense going on. Not nonsense, but people in other people's business. Right. Have you ever had to deal with outsiders? You know, how to deal with oh. people especially the ones without kids trying to tell you how to raise yours, that type of stuff. You ever had any issues like that? You got any enlightenment? Those are the the best critics in the world, the people who don't have and who don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The thing is you will have to, yeah, you have to deal with outsiders. And especially when it comes to raising kids, everybody has an opinion. And everybody has an opinion about how you should raise your kid. And what's, what's interesting to me is now that I'm also on the side of being the older mom, because for my eight year old and my 12 year old, I'm a little bit older than their friends' moms are, you know. So, okay. like their moms and their friends. I, my um, let me slow down. My eight-year-old. I was at a basketball game talking to one of the moms, and she's mm. like, you know, I think like mid thirties or something. And I'm like, sweetie, you really don't need to stress about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like older in that sense, but then I also try to be aware of the fact that when I was that age, I didn't always want to hear that. You know what I mean? Mm. So I try to balance it out and give advice when asked 
which isn't yeah. often. But um, when somebody asks you, answer them, you know. But the best thing is you have to know your, you have to know your child. You know your mm. life. And it's nothing wrong with people giving you advice or things, but you have to be able to separate out when they're saying something and where you're going to place it. You don't have okay. to do it just because they said it. My husband and I were talking about this today with some other stuff. Just because someone suggests it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yes, this is, this is true. Feedback. There's three right. things you can do with feedback. You can listen to it, uh-huh. you can follow it, or you can disregard it. Right. But, and you know. Yeah, and you don't have to feel obligated always. It's harder sometimes within a family. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom had a whole lot to say. She always has a lot to say. When y'all see Mama BJ on the podcast, that's really her. She got a yeah. lot to say about everything, especially everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been a big help for me. But there are times when I've had to say, Ma, I know my kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And I've had to kind of push back. And that's that's okay. That's not bad. There's also times that between my husband and I, he's looking at one thing and I have to look at another way. And sometimes I'm like, no, baby, you're, you're, uh, I'm trying to tell you. That's not how they're seeing it. And there's times yeah. he has to tell me, no. He helped me with, with um, our oldest son when he was starting to get about 15, you know, starting at those teen years and everything. And I was still trying to baby him, mama's baby. And he said, look, you can either grow with him or he'll just move on. Yeah, because yep. you can't handle and everything, and that was very hard input because that was my baby. But Look, once, once the baby starts growing hair in funny places, you you got to stop paying attention to him. He's still my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. We'll, we'll segue on. <laughs> All right, have you ever done or said something out of anger, out of character, in front of your kids, and then you had to kind of explain that away? Oh Lord, yes. <laughs> I hate when that happens. What are you, you know doing, what? Mama? Um, well, you know we. Uh... <laughs> it happens so much. You say stuff, and you you slip, and you know languages and things. And say stuff you're mm. <laughs> supposed to say, and uh, just apologize. I wish I had apologized more to my older son. <laughs> you mentioned that, or <laughs> you I alluded really to that. I, I mean, really I've done yeah. not father. I mean, I'm, this ain't fatherhood, but you know, I got girls. I've done mm-hmm. things like, hey, um, girls, penises are poisonous; they'll kill you. Really, Dad? They sure will. <laughs> I'm sure they. My oldest, that my oldest daughter to this day is like, Dad, remember that you say penises were poisonous? I was like, Look, none of y'all got kids. Shoot, quit playing. <laughs> they, they are <laughs> quit poisonous. Play. They, they don't kill they, you. They do something. <laughs> <laughs> you hold mine up. <laughs> you just say right no more. No more. Never <laughs> That's <again. laughs> funny. Now, what drives Lois? Now you've always been bubbly. You've always ever since I've known you, you've been uh bubbly and friendly and outgoing and uh just here's a word, just quaint. <laughs> you've been quaint. <laughs> Don't use that one too often. <laughs> but what drives you? Any uh philosophies, uh ideologies? What 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 pushes Lori? My face. My face. Okay. My faith. I'm a woman of faith. Um, I was raised in the church. I know mm-hmm. nothing but church. My grandfather was my pastor. Um, mm-hmm. My mother was an evangelist and a missionary. My godfather uh, became my pastor after my grandfather died. I'm just a church girl. But nice. aside from that, I have a relationship with God, and those principles drive my life. That's nice. really what guides me and everything. And that's also what's allowed me to grow with my kids, to change with them, mm-hmm. because the thing is, you're not, if you're the same person today as you were 10 years ago, 
that's probably not a, the best thing. You want to be yeah. growing. Doesn't mean exactly. you should be like, oh my God, who is that? But when I look back in my 20s and I see things and decisions I made and then I look forward now, I can see how I messed up or what went wrong. And I can say like, wow, okay, well, thank God for faith in him and the grace to to still make a way and to still bless you know, my life. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing that he is at the center of it all has made me make good decisions when I didn't know I was making a good decision. Nice. You know, so knowing that and trusting in him, in me, is everything comes from that place. That's where that's our dang. family is that way. My husband's the same way. And that's that's one of the things that helps our marriage and that we mm-hmm. always encourage people. We always say you have to have um, the same core. And the same core yep. doesn't have to mean that you do things the same way. But it means that at the end of the day, whenever something is happening, I'm going to go to God for guidance. Mm-hmm. And I know my husband is too. So even nice. if I don't agree with him, there's things I trust. I trust his love for God more than his trust for me, love for me. That makes sense. Right. And that's how my, and that's how, and the same way with him. I hope he trusts my love for God more because I can be fickle. And that could be great. Obviously (laughs) great examples for the kids. Obviously great examples for the kids. Nice. Um, What advice would you give a young lady or woman Mm. knowing what you know now back to the growing thing, knowing what you know now based on what you knew then what advice would you give to any listener or anyone watching this video, a young lady, a woman, in reference to motherhood? What advice would you give them? Ooh, there's a whole bunch, I would say. And sometimes I get these opportunities. One thing I would say is relax. No, wait, now you got time. <laughs> you don't have to go with one. You, you know, just let it go. Let's this show as long as you want first, it to be. Well, All number right. one, I would tell a, a young mother to relax, especially mm. on your first child. We are so anxious and worried about getting everything right and breast is best. We have to breastfeed and we have to da, da, da. And there's all these things that you want to do and all the stuff you imagine. And most likely it's none of that when the child actually gets there. And then you go through this whole period of disillusionment. Like, oh, you know what's going to happen. And it's okay. I don't fault young mothers and I don't say they shouldn't feel those things, but I think they should just, I want them to learn to relax and enjoy it. Because the truth is, you know this, Phil, you look up and the kids are older, they're grown. And it's over, and it's over, and it feels like that time when they would cuddle up with you feels like that. Yeah. You know, it feels like it just flew by, and now you're dealing with this this grown up, you know, or this person who can no longer fit in your lap and doesn't want to sit in your lap, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I always say, I just say, enjoy every moment, make the most out of every moment. Don't be so focused on what it has to be that you miss what it is. Nice. I like you, you know what I'm saying? Um, just be in the moment with your kids. And it's okay. You're not going to get it right every time. You are not going to want to play with your kids every time. You are mm-hmm. not. You are going to snap at them sometimes. It, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Relax. If you when, you when you do that, just go back later and say, Mama messed up. <laughs> Mommy, sorry. She I had to do that. The other day, my um, eight-year-old was trying to open a cookie or something. And there was a cup of orange juice and I was sitting there and I was tired. I had been working a lot and he was trying to open it. And somehow the way he pulled it, the orange juice got up my eye and got my eye. And I went, Aiden, stop, you know? And, and when I did it, and he was like, I'm sorry, mommy. And I saw his little face and then I just had to stop and gather myself. And I said, I am so sorry. Mommy overreacted. Mm. I said, you know what? That was a mistake. He goes, I didn't mean to. And I said, you know what? You're fine. Mommy overreacted. I got scared and caught off guard and I, I just overreacted. And I'm really sorry I scared you. Mm, and nice. that goes a long way. Now, with my older son, years ago, I wouldn't have done that. 
I would have okay. said, this is why you shouldn't have been trying to open up. You've had enough sugar already anyway. And what you're always mm. trying to mess up something, now go sit down. You don't need any cookies. Right. And I'm just being honest. I, I and he took his traumatized, traumatized self traumatized into the corner. Traumatized self into the corner, exactly. <laughs> and then I would have been like, I don't know what's wrong with him, you know? And that's the How can we look at me like that? Right. And those are the things now I go back and I go, I am so sorry I was so uptight when you were younger. You know what? I, am, I really apologize. See, and I apologize to my daughters now. I didn't used to. You know, right. See, be, mm-hmm. being in the military, you know, you wouldn't have liked me a couple of years back. Nobody <laughs> liked me a couple of years back. <laughs> you know, I mean, I even like myself more. People are like, yeah. uh, and we're still talking about the, the the motherhood thing, but we're talking about relationships as well. Yeah. Um, I agree totally with the growing. You you can't be that person that is uh, uh, so strict and rigid that you push your kids away. You know what I'm right. saying? If right. your kids won't talk to you, you've lost already. Exactly. You've lost already. Yeah. And so I apologize. You know, sometimes I'll hurt my daughter's feelings and not even know it. And my yeah. wife will be, she'll say, well, you, you were kind of snappy. I said, no, I wasn't. I was just trying to get it done fast. And then I think mm-hmm. about it. I was like, you know what? I didn't even know. Sweetheart, come here. I didn't even know I hurt your feelings. I apologize. Yeah. I was doing this. A perfect example. A couple of days ago, uh, I did me and my uh, second oldest daughter went back and forth real quick, but it was over in my brain and she was still upset about it. And then the next morning I'm in the kitchen cooking and I'm talking to my other two girls, but I was focusing on something and she walked in she said, Hey everybody. And then she walked out. I guess they, I didn't hear her. Uh-oh. And then she went straight into my wife and says, I think daddy's still mad at me from yesterday. And then she just withdrew when she went. So now I go into the bedroom and my wife's like, Oh, is there something wrong? Blah, blah. I was like, no, what are you talking about? Oh, you couldn't speak to your daughter? I said, I didn't even know she, I was constant. I said, I had no idea. And she felt that way. I went to her room, knocked on the door like, sweetheart, I'm sorry. I didn't even hear you speak to me. I was, was I doing something? She's like, yeah, you were cooking. I said, baby, I was concentrating. I didn't even hear you speak. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, daddy. She walked up and gave me a kiss on the cheek. I'm okay, dad. Blah, 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 blah. But she was upset and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Now, what if I'd have been that person to be like, whatever, she'll be all right. Exactly. Her whole day would have been screwed up. Exactly. And but I wouldn't have did that years ago. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You would. You can look back and see, you know, and I didn't realize that. I did. And it yeah. didn't have to be so perfect. Everything didn't have to be this perfect little box. Just it didn't have to be. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, back really to the chat. Be. We got uh, Peggy Four says, hey, Lori. Hey, uh, Mama Peggy. I love Mama Peggy. Mama Peggy is one of the best people. Jessica Rogers says, Chef Laureus, Lori Rogers. You, you spoke thank to her. You said, thank you. Um, 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 um. And Ryan O'Neill Farr says, man, kids grow like weeds. LOL. My daughter's getting taller by the day. Yeah. Yes. You blink and you'll miss it. You Enjoy blink. every minute. Yes, sir. Please do. <laughs> Listen, I have four daughters and, and a wife. Ooh. There's more There's more curves and lumps and bumps in this house. And sometimes it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> a lot of estrogen in your house it is it is i'm just look i'm just treading i'm just but i I announced myself i announced myself i come upstairs because i got you know upstairs downstairs blah 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 hey i'm coming upstairs okay dad because i don't want to catch one doing the the, the, all my girl all my doors are light-skinned i don't want to see him do the the beige blur you know (laughs) the beige blur from the bathroom to the bedroom what was that so i announced myself you know Uh uh and uh you know things that we're kind of mixed we're even i mean we got okay Three boys, my husband and my two boys, and then me and my daughter. And my mom is here a lot. She doesn't live with us. She she lives about two miles away, but she's here a lot. So we kind of even oh, out. Set. So, <laughs> eh, you Not know. Me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, they don't borrow my clothes, but I can't find socks, period. Hey, why, why do women take your socks? Hey, between <laughs> between my daughters and the dryer, I lose socks. Yes. That little sock okay. monster comes over here, too. What is, here's a good question. What is your, and I think you've answered this already, but maybe not. What is your biggest regret in reference to raising kids or motherhood? Your biggest regret? I just, I wish I had been more relaxed and I wish I had been more comfortable in my own skin. Uh, with my older son. That, that's really what it is. Because okay. what makes us become these rigid parents is our own insecurity. We're yeah. worried about our, people, someone seeing our kid and we're projecting what we think someone see, thinks of us onto our kid. And we've yeah. come from this real rigid bubble. That's how we kind of approach things. But as I got older and got more comfortable in my own skin, and also, I, I mean, I would say for me, everything goes back to my faith. As I got an even better understanding of mm. how God sees me and how he loves me, it made me more comfortable with who I am. And once I, once you get comfortable with who you are, it's much easier for you to parent from a place of being comfortable with you, who you are and dealing with your own things. A lot of times we yeah. parent from our hurt places and mm-hmm. we parent from our hurt places. We tend to repeat the things that we did not want, that we don't want to repeat because it's oh. driving us, you know? So there can be something that might be my, my dad was not a, a huggy kind of guy. You know, mm-hmm. my father passed away about 13 years ago. He wasn't the lovey-dovey type. You know, he okay. didn't say, he, 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 he didn't apologize. He was old school, okay? Right. <laughs> real like old school. Like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, real old school. But what I realized as time went on, my father lost his mother when he was nine years old. Wow. So he had a lot of things that had happened in life that had made it, from his perspective, not safe to feel that way or to mm-hmm. express love like that. So what was I guarded. was guarded. He was very guarded. And but yeah. as long as I was coming from the place of I want my kids to feel the love I felt I didn't from my dad or whatever, what I didn't realize was my father was loving me the way best way he knew how. He knew my how, parents yeah. always took care of me. We always had the best. I always went to the best schools. He always I would never need it for anything. My our family was always well provided for. That was how he knew how to love. But yeah. having to understand where he was and what types of things drew drove him. I had mm-hmm. to make sure those things weren't driving me in a different way to my kids. Yes, I totally understand. And, I, and that's that's really important. My mom and I talk about this too. I used to say, I felt so much pressure from you to be perfect. You know, you wanted me to be perfect. And it was later when she finally was like, well, no, she grew up in the uh, pre-civil rights South, mm-hmm. okay, when everything with you was not okay. I mean, right. you had a separate bathroom, a separate door, a separate school, everything was separate. She wanted me to feel that I was okay, just like I was. Yes. Yes. My little brain thought she wanted me to be perfect. Be perfect, right. I understand. So, you see what I'm saying? So I, I, but I have to understand that so that then when I'm doing things and talking to my kids, I have to remember if I parent them from a place of, they just wanted me to be perfect, then I'm not going to really be able to help them understand excellence. This is true. This but is I've got to reconcile that. So that's the biggest thing I think. Um, and I don't know if it's a regret, but now it's a lesson is understanding, reconciling the things that bothered me or that were difficult for me and seeing my parents as people, learning to mm. view my mother as a woman, view yeah. my father as a man, understand the things that happened in their life that caused them pain and how it may change them or cause them to react to things made it look differently. And then it made me experience it differently. doesn't mean that you write things off. I'm not saying mm. it's okay that my dad was not like ever said, I just love you. No, I think he should have. He yeah, was alive, I, I would tell him. But, I'm but not, you acknowledge the things that molded him into right. him. 
and that's see, and that's valuable. That, yeah, that's, that's very valuable. A very different place. And so I wish I had known those things. Uh, I wish I had done that earlier. But the truth is, if I had learned those things earlier, I would not have had a lot of the experiences that have gotten me where I am today. So the things that molded you to be who you are. Exactly. So, round circle. I like that. It is. I like that. All right. What's your biggest triumph in reference to your oh. kids, Tracy? Oh, I know there's a lot of them, but what's the, what's the big one that sticks out in your head? Right now, it's my oldest son. And uh-huh. I say that because when Richard was born, um, I said I was 21. Um, I was I was married at the time, but separated before he was even born. And everything, I mean, I grew up church girl. So, you know, I had done everything right, you know, and everything just right. fell apart. And when he was born, he actually, hmm, get myself together. He actually lost mm. oxygen for eight minutes and was technically Ooh. stillborn. Wow. And so when he, when he, I was in labor and everything, and then all of a sudden his heart just stopped and they did emergency cesarean and they were like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It took them a few minutes to get his heart going and everything. And he stayed in the NICU and they said, he's going to have severe cerebral palsy. He's not going to be able to walk and run. He won't be, and then no, the whole list of things, be prepared for a child with severe disabilities, his whole life, blah, 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 blah. And um, he's defied all of that. Nice. You know, he's the final. Perfect that. health. He, he's he's in he's in perfect health. He's still at home, which I'm happy about. But That's you know, <laughs> perfect health. Yeah. That's and amazing. Yeah, and I'm just I'm really proud of him because it's been difficult when you lose um, oxygen for eight minutes. You they can't also tell always where the damage is going to be in the brain. Right. And so some of the challenges that he's he's had, I'm just so proud of how he always rises to it and overcomes them. He never. Yes succumbs to things. He never gets down. He He's a normal human being, but I've never seen him just wallow, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And even when he's been in tough spots for him or like, I don't know what this, he's always pushed through. He has faith. And I just watched him develop into just an amazing man. And I just look back and think as much as crazy as I was when that boy was young. <laughs> but look, you gave him what he needed to get yeah. him where he got. Yeah. That's motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> That's round circle right there. That's motherhood. Yeah. All right. Last question. And then we can go wherever else from here. If you were king or queen, in this case, queen for a day, what mm-hmm. would or could you do to improve things? And this is any way you want to take it. Family-wise, world-wise, oh. you know, keep hope alive, world peace. If you could do anything, what would you do to improve things across the board? Well, I feel like Rodney King. Can we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if I could, if I could change anything, I just, I don't even know really how to put it into words. I don't like how we've become a society that's incapable of um, reasoning. We're incapable Agreed. of having conversations. Agreed. And I know I'm probably guilty because I'm saying stuff sometimes to your friends, feel on your comments. I'm like, where do you find these people? I know. I just, <laughs> I just, you so know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no sorry, problem. <laughs> but um, I wish we could bring that back to civility and humanity. I wish that could yeah. come back. If I were queen for dad, bring that back. And I'd also change this my way or the highway view. We've gotten hmm. so into, the, I feel like society, we've taken this turn of no compromise so strongly and so yeah. inappropriately um, that we just don't, we can't even live with people. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't like where we are. I remember I being agree. in high school and um, when, who was running? I think it was when, I think it was when Daddy Bush was running against, was that, did he run against Dukakis? 
Was that too dangerous uh, for again? Was it was it Dukakis? I that sounds right. Dukakis for so and I remember back then as kids, you know, kids always had their parents' view on things mm-hmm. and there were different things. But when the election ended, nobody was hating each other. Nobody was not speaking. It was just, oh well, he won. They counted yeah. the votes and, and and this this kind of concept and world we're in now where if I don't like what happened, then I just say it's not real or I say it's fake or I say it's that stuff just it just bothers me. There is a such thing as truth. There yes. is a, truth is yes. real. And we say, well, you know, it's what you think. What is your truth? Well, there is your truth and there's the truth. The truth, yes. And there's a lot. And I wish I, I miss the truth yeah. being able to be present in a more real way in our lives. And so I, I guess agree. if I were queen for a day, I would really want to just give the truth a chance to come back. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that's happening now. I read some reports now where, you know, the CDC says, Please stay home. I'm like, okay, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Like, we can tell you all the truth now. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But I agree with you. I agree with you in the fact that uh, people can't talk to people anymore for some reason. And that's one thing why I like to have a podcast. That's like, you see my Facebook. I can have a conversation and totally be opposite or dislike what you're saying, but I'm not going to try to kill you over it. I can, I see your point. Here's mine. And we can walk away with that. I'm not trying to make you change your point. Yeah. I'm just willing to listen to yours. I understand where you're coming from. Listen to mine and understand right. where I'm coming from, whether you agree with it or not, but at least you understood something. Right. And, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I just had a conversation with a guy that was, and we walked away with, all right, man, just let's be cool. And that was it. And it was a pretty heated conversation. Yeah. Anyway. I hate that. You know, that lost friends over things that are just not important. People you don't not even important. know ain't going to never meet. But you feel so strongly that we can't even be friends no more. Like, for real? Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah, I don't okay. care. And I want to sound weird. You can... Worship who you worship. You can like who you like. You can vote for who you vote for. You can eat what you want to eat. I don't listen. Don't hate on the Koreans for eating dogs when the Indians ain't hating on you for eating beef. Come on, man. Do you leave vote? people alone? Leave people alone. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah, that's what I, but, that's what I would do if I were queen for a day. I know. Now I'm getting a little messy now. Oh, you ever yeah. see some kids so bad in the mall and the parents won't spank them? You just want like, I'll show you how it's done. Oh, yeah. You just want to <laughs> I wanted to oh, do we that. Don't, we don't hit kids no more. Now, we ain't supposed to hit kids no more. No, you're not allowed. You're not supposed to abuse kids. You can <laughs> discipline children. Me. I got I whooped work. all the time. And most of the time it was my fault. <laughs> How about, look, uh, the refrigerator get knocked over and everybody gets a whooping. Everybody. See, well, I grew up, I was an only child. Well, I have two half-brothers. They're older. They, they lived with us some, but for the most part, it was just me and my mom and my dad. Right. And so there was nobody for me to blame anything on. I did it. There was, there was nobody else. <laughs> but, you know, my mama was a whooper. That, that was old school. My parents believed in the leather belt. Yeah. And my dad, mama would wrap daddy's leather belt up. But you know what she would whoop me about? It's funny because I had a smart mouth as a kid. I did. I remember one time she no. hit me when I had braces and had my lips bleed. It was so it was so savage how she did it. I mean, it was yeah. so, it was cool and savage. <laughs> we were driving. I have to tell you this. We were driving carpool. I was going to pick uh, up my friend. And I was just, da, 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 da. I mean, I was smart mouth. It's hard to believe, but I'm telling you, I was smart mouth. And <laughs> She, I'm not kidding you. I remember this day like it was yesterday. She stopped the car in the middle of the mm. neighborhood, got out because I was in the back seat since we were going to pick up carpool. Right. I, she got out, turned around, pulled the seat up, bam, braces and all. 
got wow. back in the car, went back to driving, and got to the house. Hey, come on up. <laughs> I had them hot tears. You know those hot tears when you yeah. just said, <laughs> <laughs> purple, she was like, are you okay? I was like, Okay. You better not say nothing. She never apologized. My mother was a mom that would be, well, let's talk about it. She never to this day apologized. I told her, now you remember when you hit me? She's like, I sure do. You deserve it. And she was right, though. I did. And now my daughter's hell. Yeah. And there have been days when I'm like, oh, I see why she whopped me. Now I understand. (laughs) Now I understand. That was the day I learned I could go too far with Mama VJ. You could go too far. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you, I want to thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Lori, for coming on my humble little podcast. Um, Like I said earlier, make sure you hit me with all of your social media handles so I can put it in the show notes. I love you like cook food. I say that all the time, but thank you so much. And thank you, people. uh, I I have to tell your audience this so they know that you are a really good guy. When I first got into this YouTube game, um, you know, it's hard breaking into it. There's everybody yeah. is doing food on YouTube and that's fine. Right. There's room for all of us. You know, there's, there's room for yes. all of us, but it's hard and you don't know quite how to get going. And you're trying right. to struggle for your first hundred subscribers and then your first thousand. And I remember uh, when somehow our paths crossed and I wrote you and you wrote me back or something. And I remember I said one time, I don't have, I'm not growing. And you said, well, what do you, where are you? And I think at the time I was probably at like 1200 subscribers or something. And it was my <laughs> first year. And I remember you said, I don't know what else you're looking for, Lori. It just takes time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And what, what was amazing is, I was like, she said 1,200. You were how many? 1,200, 1,000? 1,200. You had 1,200. I'm like, there's people that's been on for years that haven't broken one. I'm I mean, like, you're 12, you're 12 times better than everybody. That, and you were doing great. That yeah, stuck with me, and great. that always encouraged me, and I've just always appreciated this. So I have to say that always, and this is this is motherhood and other things. Find mm-hmm. some people in your life that will encourage you and that have done what you're trying to do and yep. get with them and connect with them. You don't have yes. to do this whole big thing that everybody comes up with, like you text each other every day. Nobody has that time always, okay? But right. have some people in your life that have done what you're doing, been where you are or are where you're trying to get to, and just yep. have a connection. You know, it means a lot that I can reach out and be like, hey, how's it going, Phil? He said, hey, hang in there. You're doing good. Thank you're you. You're doing great. Yeah. I remember you, said, you shot me that message. You're like, what are you using for your podcast? I'm like, girl, I'll shoot you everything. Yeah, <laughs> this is everything exactly. I'm using. Yeah. You know, and I agree with that. Uh, folks, listen, the whole uh, motherhood thing, nurturing. Use what you can from this conversa- conversation. If you don't have kids, nurture your friends. Nurture the neighbor. Nurture America. We need it. Oh, we need it. <laughs> we need it. Nurture someone. Men and women, go motherhood yourself. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. If you think they'll enjoy this conversation, please make sure you have them subscribe to the Arbaugh podcast. Make sure you find Calabama Cooking, the cookbook. Make sure you find Chef Laureus and all of her uh, escapades, uh, Calabama Talking podcast. All of this will be in the show notes, guys. Tell your friends. Thank you so much. We are out of here in five Four, three, two, one. Love you like cook food. If you hear somebody sneeze, run. I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>